It's time for the Car Doctor on AM 950 WROL. Got a car question? Call us at 617-770-3030. That's 617-770-3030. Now, here's the car doctor, John Paul, on AM 950 WROL, the spirit of Boston. Good Saturday morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Car Doctor Program on AM 950 WROL, the spirit of Boston. My name is John Paul, the Car Doctor, here to help you with your car problems on this Saturday morning. Well, not many shopping days left before Christmas, huh? Um, well, a lot going on in the world today as far as what's going on about cars and car information. We are going to be talking with uh, Jackie Vessel. She's the uh, regional general manager for GM here in New England. We'll be talking to her in a bit. And then also, um, AAA recently reduced released part three of their fuel study, and... Um, that is a um, that study shows well backup. We had three studies. We did one about top tier fuel. We did a second one about whether premium fuel has any impact on your car if it doesn't need it, and then we had a third one where uh, if your car recommends premium fuel, is it really necessary to use it? And the study was uh, pretty conclusive. We looked at six different vehicles, uh, from trucks to sports cars, and we looked at them all. And what we found out was, although there may be a slight uh, benefit of using premium fuel in a car where premium fuel is recommended, now not required, but recommended, um, that one is... One of those ones that we looked at, it was a very slight increase, about a 1.2% increase in fuel economy, about a 1.5% increase in performance, but you're paying roughly 20 to 30% more for the fuel, so it really doesn't make a lot of sense. With us on the phone is Jackie Vessel. Jackie is the regional general manager for General Motors here in New England. Jackie, good morning, and welcome to the Car Doctor Program. Good morning, John. How are you today? I'm doing just fine. Hey, so uh, General Motors, specifically Chevrolet, uh, is supporting wreaths across America. Can you tell us about that? Absolutely. Well, first, this is Chevrolet's third year of supporting wreaths across America. But I can tell you that this is an organization that goes all the way back to 1992. And the main businessman by the name of Moral Worcester, he was the really the the person that was instrumental in making this a success for the local area. And I tell you what, the power of Reese Across America is that we have the ability to really recognize the folks, the men and women of our service that have, you know, they've been fallen. They've also, we are under their families, as well as educating some of our future generations about just the sacrifices that they made, you know, by serving our country. And Reefs Across America is the one opportunity that we can, we Chevrolet can partner with Reefs Across America and put at least 1.6 million reefs across all 50 states on these fallen men and women's um, burial. And so certainly we are really excited, you know, locally here in the Boston area, we have our dealers that are part of our local market association. And these Chevrolet dealers have contributed over 1,500 wreaths that we are honored that will be laid locally here at the uh, Green Lawn Cemetery down in Salem. 
And then also, if you go over to New Hampshire, we also have the Blossom Hill Cemetery up in, in Concord, New Hampshire, as well, that we will be making, um, we'll be laying wreaths at those soldiers' graves, and we're really honored about that. But, you know, Chevrolet being its third year participating and supporting this program, it's our third year of donating um, 12 vehicles that we will have uh, included will be some Suburbans, six Suburbans, five Traverses, and the lead vehicle is a wonderful military wrap Camaro. And we're really thrilled about that because, you know, supporting this, this organization is just really powerful and and as you know today the 16th is the is the commencement and the is the conclusion of this week long parade and convoy that has gone across country and it's going to really commence right at the Arlington Cemetery where we're going to lay over 250,000 wreaths so we're really thrilled to be a part of this event and Chevrolet is going to continue to support this because you know what we have to give back to the men and women of our country for all of their service that they've given us yeah, absolutely true, and, you know, a lot of times we sort of forget to thank the family of these folks who have given the ultimate, ultimate sacrifice, and, you know, a lot of people think of, you know, Arlington Cemetery, but the idea that you're doing this locally across the country, and specifically here in Salem and up in Concord, New Hampshire, I think just gives it um, just a, a, a certain level of appeal that maybe people forget about it that it's you know five or six hundred miles away, but when it's in their when it's in their hometown, I think it just it gives it a different I, I don't know just a, a closer a closer feeling to their you know maybe how they feel about all of it. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, um, our dealers really our Chevrolet dealers here locally um, they really have contributed. Um, a lot to allow us to be able to fund this event, and, and it wouldn't be done without their support. And, and certainly, you know, as a part of our week-long ceremony, when we kicked this off, our original dealer up in Maine, uh, Quirk Chevrolet, we, we kicked this event off back on the 10th with a huge parade and convoy. And you would be so proud of the, of the Boy Scouts, the Girl Scouts, and the bands and the local schools that came out to welcome these folks in and to and to really celebrate them and and to have them come through the Dallas Fort Worth area is just phenomenal. And people I think people sometimes forget how much their local uh, Chevrolet deal or a GM deal or whatever kind of dealership it is, uh, really contribute to the community they're in besides, you know, being a retail operation and employing folks in the community. There is a lot of charity work done by the various dealers, isn't there? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, and, and charity can be at all different levels. And certainly one of the things Chevrolet has support youth baseball. We do a lot with our young because we understand that's the future. Uh, and certainly investing in them is what's going to pay dividends down the road. But certainly at the grassroots level, we have dealers that are doing things in their local communities, whether it's a food bank, a soup kitchen, things to support the local high schools. So certainly we are in the community at a dealer level and a national level supporting our folks that buy our cars and trucks because we appreciate and we want to give back to them. Absolutely. And if people want to find out more information about Wreaths Across America, is there a website or someplace they can go? Absolutely. Um, Reach Across America is certainly always open to any and all sort of support and donations and customers and people in the community can go to www.reefsacrossamerica.org. That's www.reefs with an S 
acrossamerica.org. Yeah, I think it's I think it's great. I've been hearing about it all week, and you know, people that are really in tune to it know know about this and have known about it for a long time. But when we get to you know when we get to spend a little time and recognize what happened, I think it's I think it's important. You know, whether you whether it's uh, reach across America or you you know go you know go to a cemetery and see someone uh put out flags for all the veterans that that are there i mean it's just i think it's just a a special part, a special thing for people to remember that and recognize that and remember remember how it all happened and why it all happened so very important and i want to thank uh, you and chevrolet for uh, for supporting this uh, great cause well, thanks so much for having us. We we appreciate it. And, and again, I'd ask everyone, please support Reefs Across America. It's a great organization, and at the end of the day, it's giving back to the men, women, and their families that made great sacrifices for our country. So thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Jackie. And you have a, you have a, a great day and also a, a, ha- a happy New Year and a Merry Christmas. Same to you, John. All Take right. care. Take care. Bye-bye now. That was Jackie Vessel. She is the New England Zone Manager for Chevrolet and uh, – and uh, it was uh, just it was one of those things that I heard about and and just uh, I just thought I thought it was kind of a, a special event. Our phone number is 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030 is how you get through and talk to us about whatever's on your mind on this uh, weekend before. Well, I guess technically before the Christmas weekend, um, there is a new sort of company that's opening up here in the Boston area. It's called Aptive, and there is a self-driving car company called uh, Newtonomy. Newtonomy is testing self-driving cars in the Boston area right now. In fact, they have partnered with Lyft, uh, the uh, ride-hailing service, and it's possible if you're in the Seaport District and you have Lyft and you push the Lyft button on your phone, it's entirely possible a self-driving car could show up and pick you up and they have uh i was talking to i was talking to somebody they they were actually trying to see if they could get in one of the cars because they were they would keep like calling for a ride and canceling calling for a ride and canceling just to see if they could just happen to show up in a self-driving car but uh the company newtonomy uh has partnered with delphi and Delphi was a big electronics company that at one time was uh, part of General Motors. Since then, they've split off. And Delphi has taken over Newtonomy, and it has, from what I understand, it has all become active. And they are they are building a uh, building out here in Boston. They're going to be employing about 300 people working on self-driving technology and some of the autonomous vehicle. Uh, structure they plan on having at some point about 500 cars on the on the road across the world and probably 50 to 150 of those cars will be here in the Boston area to do some testing right now the seaport area is where they're doing the testing and also out at the old uh, Devons uh, area because it is set up like a neighborhood so they can actually kind of drive around there and self-driving vehicles one of the biggest um surprises with self-driving vehicles is how smooth they are uh people will um people have said uh you know they expected them to be kind of jerky you know sudden movements no they drive pretty much like how a good driver would drive the vehicle and they're able to react to a lot of things um 
One of the questions I asked the owner of Newtonomy, the president and CEO of Newtonomy, was, how do you handle vehicle bullying? And he kind of looked at me and went, what do you mean? I said, well, if I'm a jerk and I know there's a self-driving car coming and I know the self-driving car will stop for me, and I just pull out into traffic in front of it knowing it's going to stop, and it's going to stop every time because it doesn't want to run into me. Where someone else might not be paying attention, the self-driving car is always paying attention. And he kind of said, well, you know, we try to balance out, balance out how it's going to work, and, you know, we can't we can't necessarily, you know, change the law of physics. If you pull out in front of a car that's going too fast, well, bad things are going to happen. Uh, but he said, you know, that's, a, that's one of those... Uh, one of those struggles that they're actually trying to work with now and try to figure it all out um, to see how this whole thing's going to go. Uh, everybody agrees that we are going to see some level of self-driving vehicle in the near future. We already are with um, cruise control and automatic emergency braking uh, besides in uh, uh, lane departure control, which now they're starting to call lane centering because it's, uh, um, it doesn't always keep you in the lane. Um, but there's all of these things that are starting to be part of the systems that we're start that we're starting to look at that I think over time will let people get more comfortable taking their hands off the wheel and letting the car take over more. Um, Tesla, with their autopilot, has a system that um, you can take your hands off the wheel. You can do a few things inside the car. It reminds you every few seconds that, to put your hands back on the wheel. Our trip, the AAA club out in California partnered with a company, and they're doing a, a driverless shuttle out in Las Vegas. And the first day out, it got run into. And uh, it wasn't the shuttle's fault. It was a, a, a big box truck or something backed into it. Um, the interesting thing, and I, and I... I asked a very simple question. How come it didn't have a horn? You know, why didn't the self-driving car beep at the truck? And I guess and everybody kind of went, I don't know. But, uh, but you know, so it is, you know, where if I was in the van, if I was in the shuttle van and I saw this, I saw this truck starting to back up, what do you do? You beep on the horn until it, you get their attention and hopefully they stop. Well, I guess the self-driving shuttle didn't think to do that. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't anything serious. It was, it was back, it was back on the road. You know, it didn't, I, I think it just scuffed the front of it, but interesting that, um, it was reported very all over the media about how the self-driving, uh, shuttle van got in a car crash. And it really, I finally had a, I, I, I kept looking and looking and looking and finally found somebody who was actually, they, they wrote about it because they were actually on it. And they said, no, you know, the, the, the thing was doing fine, and, it's, and it stopped, and this truck just backed out of a parking lot or something into it, and which was a lot different than everybody else. I, everybody else heard about it and said, self-driving, you know, shuttle van crashes. Well, it didn't crash. It got backed into it. There's a difference in that. So kind of interesting how the news gets sometimes swapped around a little bit. Speaking of news that gets swapped around a little bit, um. It seems General Motors accidentally unveiled one of its all-new electric vehicles in a presentation uh, by GM CEO Mary Barra. An unnamed vehicle looks to be a crossover variant of the Chevrolet Bolt EV. It somewhat resembles the Chevrolet FNRX concept that was unveiled in Shanghai this year. The crossover 
was featured in a presentation to the Barclays Global Automotive Conference uh, two days after the event and after several publications speculated about the vehicle, GM took down the presentation and substituted it with a version in which the image was covered. So uh, GM plans to offer at least 20 new all-electric or hydrogen fuel cell vehicles globally by 2023. The vehicles shown during the presentation is expected to be one of the four EVs that will arrive in the next two or three years. But kind of they oopsed it and somehow it got put in there. A little bit later, we are going to be reviewing the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe, the 2018 Hyundai Santa Fe, not the Santa Fe Sport, a little bit different. We are going to be playing a little bit of trivia. So we have that coming up. And, of course, we want to talk to you about your car and your car problems at 617-770-3030. Speaking of GM, Corvette, um, which we all know, Corvette, front engine, rear-wheel drive. Well, they've been saying for 25 years there may be a mid-engine Corvette. And sure enough, uh, spotted in traffic, and it looks like it may have been at a GM all GM cars kind of parked around it, but Chevrolet's mid-engine C8 Corvette was spotted uh, testing um, in a Cadillac, in Cadillac, Michigan. Uh, the upper end of the Lower Peninsula spy photos show a shorter hood, a long sloping rear end, presumably where the engine sits. The new Corvette may be out and about for test purposes, but it's not expected to be in showrooms for a couple more years. But it it looks sort of, I mean, it's all covered with wrap and and can well, kind of a plastic wrap sort of stuff. It looks like a big Acura NSX. So it's got this kind of short hood, uh, big deck past the rear window, um, pretty good-sized greenhouse sort of in the middle. It looks like it's wearing big wheels and tires. Uh, pretty interesting, pretty interesting vehicle when it comes out. I mean, this was something that everybody was saying, yeah, we'll wait and see what it's all about. Also, kind of in the spy photographer vein, uh, a Porsche's first all-electric sedan uh, got caught during a workout in the company's engineering um, facility in Germany. Uh, Positioned as a Tesla Model S rival, the EV will reportedly have a driving range of more than 330 miles, go from 0 to 60 in 3.5 seconds, and get to 125 miles an hour in just under 12 seconds. The sedan is based on the Mission E concept from the 2015 Frankfurt Auto Show. So electric cars are here. One thing that's also here, I was over in, I was uh, attending, uh, I was, well, I was at the Rockland AAA office uh, one morning this week because I was, uh, at 10 o'clock, I was attending the Massachusetts uh, Safety Officers Meeting, which it took place in Weymouth, so I crossed through the um, former Navy uh, Navy base in Weymouth, and there is what appears to be thousands of Volkswagen diesels parked in parked in a big fenced-in lot. Um, these are all the ones that were bought back uh, because of the recall. But there is there. At first, I thought hundreds, but I think it's more like thousands. It looks like it's about three acres of. Volkswagens with a fence up around them and kind of a um, canvas around the fence so you can't really see through it, but in some places you could. And I stopped and took a picture of probably 25% of it, and there was just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Volkswagens, every color, wagons, Beetles, uh, Jettas, Golfs, and they must be there waiting to see what's going to happen with uh, with all of these vehicles. Some of them can be fixed with a uh, 
with a uh, computer programming change. Some of them can't. Um, there were some thoughts that maybe these vehicles were going to end up in areas of the world that don't have stringent emissions control uh, or emissions levels. But it's it's interesting. The longer these cars sit, the more work they're going to need, especially they're sitting. This is the second big group I saw. I was down in, uh, I was down in Rhode Island at um, the base down there, and there was a bunch of them down there, probably about half as many. And, I mean, they're sitting in a big gravel and grass field, so all that moisture is going to affect the brakes. Uh, who knows what kind of critters are living inside of them now, you know, mice and squirrels and whatever else looking for a place out of the weather, uh, plus all the environmental damage from, especially over in Weymouth, they're doing so much construction with uh, apartments and condos, all the dust and dirt blowing around is not doing these cars any good. be interesting to see what's really going to happen with them. One of the criticisms I got last week from our remote at uh, Auto Toys in Randolph, and always good to see Dave and the crew over there, was I did Facebook Live while I was there. And I did it with, you know, I'm not even sure why I did it. I happened to have my tablet with me, and I turned my tablet on and said, oh, maybe I'll do Facebook Live. And um, the only problem with Facebook Live, it, it, it actually picked up my voice pretty well. What it didn't do is it doesn't – I obviously didn't have it hooked into the broadcast, so you couldn't hear the callers. And some people said, oh, this was great, except you couldn't hear the callers. And some people made fun of me because I was um, – you know, as I'm listening to the calls, I'm just sort of sitting there. And they're like, well, you're not doing anything. What are you doing? So I, I guess I have to be more animated when I listen. Our phone number is 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030. Two things we're going to do. The first phone call of the hour, we'll get a pair of tickets to the New England International Auto Show, which is going to be taking place in a couple weekends. Well, Martin Luther King weekend, to be specifically. So after the first of the year. So the first phone call of the show today gets a pair of tickets to the New England International Auto Show. And also we will be doing, I think, a pretty simple trivia question. It might even have a little bit of a Christmas flavor to it. But why don't we take a break, pay some bills. If Jeff's ready, we'll... Do that. My name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. You can give us a call at 617-770-3030. Remember, if you're the first caller, pair of tickets to the Boston Auto Show or the Boston RV, RV Show. Either one. We'll be right back. Well, I can stand beside ideals I think are right. And I can stand beside the idea to stand and fight. Sullivan Tire is ringing in the holidays with terrific deals on quality tires. Receive $100 in instant savings on a set of four Goodyear tires. Plus, get up to a $200 mail-in rebate on select tires, such as the Goodyear Weather Ready Tire, Goodyear's best all-weather traction tire for anything winter has in store. Remember, our ASC certified technicians are the best in the business and will keep your vehicle running right all season long. Check out our new website, SullivanTire.com, where it's now easier than ever to find your tires online and make service appointments. That's SullivanTire.com. months ago i was out at the mall when out of nowhere this guy backs up and wham don't worry everyone was okay but my car was totaled and insurance wouldn't cover it so i'm a busy guy and i need a new car and i don't have time to shop for loan rates thanks to city of boston credit union i didn't have to for rates and terms visit cityofbostoncu.com equal opportunity lender 
The more our family grew, the smaller our old car got. So we upgraded to a Honda Odyssey. It's from Kelly Blue Book's 2016 Best Value brand and comes with standard features like Bluetooth, so my wife can remind me of all the things I've forgotten to bring home. Ah, the diapers. Go to www.hondacarsofboston.com or 100 Broadway, Route 99 in Everett, Mass. Call 617-276-1179. Based on 2016 Brand Image Awards from Kelly Blue Book, visit kbb.com for information. See dealer for financing details. Are you struggling with addiction or alcohol problems? If you're depressed, drinking, and using drugs, you may need help. And your insurance may offer coverage. I knew I could get myself out of this. I just needed some hope and some help. I took the first step to recovery when I made the call. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-471-7187. I feel like I'm losing control. I'm afraid I'll lose my job or even my family. Call now for hope and help with proven, gentle recovery programs. I never thought that I could be somebody who didn't drink and use drugs. I'm in recovery, getting the help. I need. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-471-7187. 800-471-7187. You're listening to The Car Doctor. Back to the Car Doctor program. Well, this is where I always get in trouble, where I don't read the article before I pull out the article to read it. Um, and this says a $15 ticket buys what Tesla fans have waited 26 months for. Um, Tesla kept thousands of would-be buyers waiting for a car that they uh, started paying a, a $1,000 deposit for 20 months ago. And... The article goes on to say the chance to finally get up and close to a Model 3 sedan can now be had for another $15. The automaker, led by Elon Musk, has locked up um, a red Model 3 sedan on display at the Los Angeles Auto Show that opens to the public uh, just uh, this past December, I guess it would be 1st or 2nd. Um, While the doors was, uh, were to stay sealed shut, even close up, Looks of the exteriors have been hard to come by. Tesla has restricted initial deliveries to its own employees and must struggles to get uh, mass production up and running. Tesla has historically shied away from auto shows, which are costly to participate in and typically run by associations of dealers who aren't fans of Tesla's direct sales. But California is the electric automaker's home turf, and the LA show is a long-awaited opportunity for potential buyers. I have a team of people scouring for Model 3s all over Los Angeles, and I've personally only seen two, according to Ross Gerber, CEO of Gerber Kawasaki Wealth and Investment Management in uh, Santa Monica, which holds uh, Tesla shares. He placed a deposit on a Model 3 and said he plans to visit the show for a better look. But apparently, 
If you want to see one, you pay $15 and you get to go in this room and look at it, I guess. Uh, four months after Musk held the event to mark the start of the Model 3, few have gotten their hands on a vehicle with the exception of Tesla workers and close friends of the company, an initial set of reservation holders who aren't on staff were invited last week to configure their cars. Um, Dan Zarilla, 40, was one of the first non-employees to finalize the Model 3. The Tampa Bay, Florida resident already owns a Model S, one of the factors that put him toward the front of the line. He and others were told the cars would be ready in about four weeks. I haven't heard anything about my delivery date since I configured it. I don't really care if the Model 3 is late. Less patient reservation holders can attend the Los Angeles Auto Show to examine the Model 3 plus a Model X crossover and a Model S sedan, as well as the Tesla's home energy products. The semi-truck and next-generation roadsters aren't at the company booth. While the Model 3's presence at the show and Tesla's innovations to configure cars hint that the company is making progress on production, investors remain anxious about how the ramp-up is going. Um, The Palo Alto California-based company built just 260 Model 3 sedans in the first, in the third quarter, far short of the 1,500-unit forecast. So it's interesting that we'll see what's going to happen. Tesla shares, if you own any, have dropped about 9.5% since uh, some numbers were released. But apparently, if you want to get a chance to look at the Tesla, you pay $15 to do it. Kind of an odd thing. The... Um, Motorcycle business, when when Right to Repair came out, and the idea behind Right to Repair was we lobbied for the idea that if you're an independent repair shop or a vehicle owner, you should have the same rights and access to information as a car dealership does. So you should be able to buy their scan tools. You should be able to buy their software to do work to a vehicle. And... One of the th- areas that we also tried to push for was the truck, truck, RV, and motorcycle industry. And I guess it worked because the world's first compact OBD diagnostic tool for Harley-Davidson motorcycles um, was released. Smart Vehicle Technology, the creator of unique diagnostic tools for automobiles, motorcycles, power sport vehicles, announced that its product selection for 2017 Hot 100 Parts and accessories list by American Motorcycle uh, Dealer. Uh, so they have a pocket size uh, programmer now and scan tool, OBD diagnostic tool for motorcycles, specifically for Harley-Davidson motorcycles, so riders can take advantage of uh, OBD diagnostic uh, testing and the technology and monitor their vehicle's health on demand. Drivers have been enjoying their technology for years, so why not have a similar device for its motorcycles? The challenge is that, unlike cars, almost every motorcycle manufacturer uses a different OBD connector. So in cars, they have one standardized connector, and it's been that way since the mid-'90s. And prior to that, it was GM had its own, Ford had its own. They all had their other types but um, it's been pretty standardized with OBD2, but that was not the case in motorcycles. So um, now there's a tool that's uh, that's good for Harley owners and their dealers and anybody who works on motorcycles. And so just like cars, they, you can have a check engine light that comes on. So this is a motor scan Bluetooth adapter plugs into the motorcycle's diagnostic port, and it can actually be uh, attached indefinitely 
And using the MotorScan app, the bike owner can read trouble codes and conditions with detailed descriptions, clear check engine lights, access uh, various bike systems from electronic control unit to the dashboard, see live parameters, look up the vehicle identification number, view virtual gauges, and more. Bike owners can easily save diagnostic reports, email them to any mechanic with the touch of a button, so you can send somebody the information as well. So there's two types of adapters available. A four-pin adapter is uh, uh, compatible with older models with Delphi engine control units, and a, and a six-pin adapter that works with most of the newer uh, control area network bus-style Harley-Davidson bikes with the six-pin OBD connectors. Tool covers Harley-Davidson models from 2001 and up, So and it's a couple hundred bucks. So if you own a Harley-Davidson and you tinker with it, you want to see what's going on, you want to see what happens if you... Um, if you make some changes or if you have a check engine light and you want to see what's going on with it, you can find out You can find out all about it. Well, it is a little bit after 9 o'clock, and you're listening to AM 950 WROL, The Spirit of Boston. So, first phone call for this hour. If you would like a pair of tickets to the Boston Auto Show or the Boston RV Show, you just have to call up and say hello at 617-770-3030, 617 and... You'll win a pair of tickets. Speaking of Tesla, U.S. House and Senate negotiators have agreed to spare the electric vehicle tax credit as part of a compromise package on sweeping tax reform um, as part of the 1.5, and this is about as political as I get, I don't, um, as part of the $1.5 trillion house tax bill, the $7,500 electric vehicle tax credit would have been eliminated. The Senate bill doesn't drop it, and that's part of the package set for the release Um Said a person who asked not to be identified. The details may be released um, this week. The vehicle tax credit is adopted as part of the two, 2009 stimulus bill. Helps automakers from Detroit to Yokohama betting big on electric future with plans to spend billions of dollars on a new pure electric model to be rolled out in the coming years. Availability of the credit has been capped at the first 200,000 qualifying vehicles sold by each manufacturer. No automaker has reached that cap yet. Tesla sold. This is the first time I've ever seen how many cars Tesla sold. Tesla sold about 125,000 Model S sedans and Model X crossovers through August, according to IHS uh, Market. Um, that's they've, they've never really given out numbers before. So good, good to know. Good to know. So we are seeing a lot of we are seeing a lot of. Uh, Electric vehicles. We're also seeing SUVs. In fact, I heard the other day that Ford may discontinue the Ford Fusion because it's not really selling. It's just so many SUVs are being sold right now. Um, and if you want an interesting SUV, the Ferrari SUV is finally a done deal. Uh, Fiat Chrysler CEO, uh, also head of Ferrari, has confirmed speculation that Ferrari will make its first SUV crossover. Thus, in the past year, Ferrari's statements regarding the utility vehicle have shifted from unworthy of discussion to possible to probable to certain. Uh, Marcioni said last week that Ferrari is beyond just considering such a vehicle, and it will take about 30 months to decide on production, which would be limited to preserve exclusivity. We're dead serious about this, he said. We need to learn how to master the whole new relationship between exclusivity and scarcity of a product. Then we're going to balance this desire to grow, widening the product portfolio. Uh, Marcioni referred to the vehicle as a FUV, Ferrari utility vehicle. So, um, so it'll probably be four-seat, four-door, interesting vehicle. Um, 
for the person who wants it. Our phone number is 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030. Let's talk to John. Good morning, John. Yeah, hi, John. How are you? Oh, I, I'm far right right now. I missed out on the tickets, I guess, maybe later on, another, another show. Uh, but anyway, I wanted to ask you, hey, did you say it cost $15 to go see a Tesla now, just now? Well, there, yeah. well, at the at the L.A. Auto Show, I guess they had one sort of under lock and key, and if you wanted to go see it at the L.A. Auto Show, you paid you paid you bought a fifteen dollar ticket to go and look at it. Oh, I thought you went, when I thought you meant when you went to a dealer. Oh no, to see no, the no. Oh, there, there's, I I, you, you know, I haven't been up at the Tesla dealer on Route One up in, uh, I guess that's Westwood or Dedham, and to see if they have one there. Um, I haven't heard I haven't heard there are any out there. So there's they've only made three hundred of them so far. So. Well, I know a guy that had a stock in Tesla, and according to him, uh, he's breaking ground in Alabama. He's going away from California. Well, a plant there. That's what I heard. I, I don't know if it's true or not, but that's what he's telling me. Well, you know, anybody I know who talks to who who has had the opportunity to talk to Elon Musk says um, he's an amazingly bright guy, but he has the attention span of a three-year-old. Uh, he is yeah. just his his mind's com- his mind apparently is wandering all the time. So, um, well, he must be racing ninety miles an hour because he got other businesses too. Oh yeah, okay. I mean the the, the uh, you know he he made all his money with the PayPal business from from eBay, but you know he's got his Solar City. He's got the he's got you know his rocket finally took off. I think uh, I think this week he uh, and it took off with it's the first time it's been. Uh, it's been a. It was a reused booster and a reused capsule, I guess. So it is. Uh, it's uh, you know he's he's uh, all over the place. Certainly, did they put a David Bowie or something or other on with that? I have no idea, but they should have, right? Major Tom, did yeah, something like yeah. That, they, something they, like they, that. Well, I I mean there is there is actually there's a YouTube video of some astronauts and they're singing the Major Tom song on oh, the okay. on the on the uh, in the International Space Station. Well, you know what you know what I wanted to tell you about. There's two vehicles we'll call them. I won't quite call it a car. That um, you know, and it's more than a bicycle. One company's a Massachusetts company. It's called uh, Better Bikes, okay. and the other company's down in North Carolina, and it's called Organic Transit. And it's kind of like an enclosed vehicle, three wheels, mm-hmm. uh, one seat in front of another, has a windshield on it, and uh, you don't need uh, registration insurance. You could park it on the sidewalk, and it does. Falls under the federal electric bike law, seven hundred fifty watt motor, but a mm-hmm. solar panel on the roof, and you can ride off town, and you don't have to worry about parking, mm. and you won't get a parking ticket. And so the Massachusetts company, the vehicles called the uh, Pebble, P E B L. You'll see it on YouTube, and you'll see their website. And the North Carolina company is called the Elf. Oh yeah, and, huh. uh, yeah. So the idea was. Well, we'd be better off if everybody used their muscles. I like the idea of using muscle power to get myself around instead of a, a motor or a machine, which you can do or, or will self-propel itself with the electric motor. And it's very inexpensive to uh, run because you're not buying a $1,000 a year insurance registration. And uh, you could probably get away. You know, you, know, you don't have to. It's considered yeah. an electric bike. But the Massachusetts company has an electric heater in it, which I like. It's all oh, closed. Huh. And you can put a heater. You can stay warm while you're riding around town. Well, I, I got to I gotta tell you, out. I like the idea of using your own muscles, too. But I'll be honest with you. This morning, I, I took the elevator up to the second floor here. So, But, 
But, I mean, you want to check that out on YouTube and their website. Yeah, I they will. They ride around all over town, very inexpensive. Not meant, it's not meant for the highway. Yeah. But around the city, 20 miles an hour is faster than you can walk and run. It'll take you all over town without parking problems. There you go. So Sounds like a good idea. Back. All right. I'll John, always that. insightful. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Perfect. Bye-bye. Our phone number is 617-770-3030, 617-770-3030. Let's talk to Tom. Tom. Good. Yes, good morning, John. Good morning, sir. Good How are you? Very good. John, of all the newest style vans like Transit, Dodge has one, mm-hmm. and the uh, Nissan NV, if you were going to take one and sort of turn it into your own style conversion van, if you wanted to travel, camp or something, which one would you take? No, you're talking about fly? the smaller one, like the Transit Connect? Yeah, there's a, yeah, not a big, big one, right. Okay. The, the more the, the – the, yeah, the, we'll call yeah. it the smallest. The smaller uh, yeah. one, yeah. Um, by specification, I like the Mercedes one. Okay, I don't um, want a Mercedes yeah. even no matter yeah. what. I yeah. don't want to deal with that. But, <laughs> I know you're but, right. Though. But by specification, I like that one. The yeah. – uh, we have we actually have a transit connect at work, and mm-hmm. we have also used a couple of them for our battery delivery service. So when somebody wants to get a battery for their car, um, at first we didn't think they were going to be able to handle the weight, but because they're a little bit taller, they're also easier for our folks to get in and out of if they have to go looking for a battery. Um, we have so far had pretty good luck with them. Um, mm-hmm. In fact. How about the- the configuration, like, I mean, they're just hollow, but are they larger than a regular old-style van? Um, it's a different use of space inside of it. Like a regular old-style, you know, you know, G-van from Chevrolet mm-hmm. or, you know, an right. E-van from Ford. Um, it's it's actually, it's because they're a little bit of a taller roof and they're a little bit wider, they're, they're, they're mm-hmm. ideal for, like, a... Um, you know, they're really designed for, like, almost like city deliveries, you know. So they were really designed for, you know, flower shops and caterers and stuff like that because they are configured nicely inside. The one we have at work that I use is actually a pasture van, and it can seat one, two, three, four. I guess it can seat seven people, and it does it pretty comfortably. And it's 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 and it's pretty economical on the road, and it handles pretty well on the road. It's, it's not a rocket by any means. It's got a little four-cylinder engine in it. But it's um, it's been so far. It's been holding up pretty well. How accessible is the engine to work on? Because uh, it's got it's because it's got a fairly long nose on it. Uh, yeah. It looks real easy to work on. Mm, I mean, yeah, no I no car today is real easy to work on. But you know, but, but the Nissan NV almost looks like it has a conventional hood. I have not. I'm going to go to the auto show and yep. look at these. But I'm just. Curious what you drove. Yeah, the the, yeah. N, the NV, which you can also buy as a, as a Chevrolet version too. Um, they do. Oh, yeah, okay. they, yeah. And I wasn't aware of that until I saw one one day, and I said, "What the heck is that thing?" And it's really yeah. it's really the Nissan rebadged version of the Nissan. Um, those I haven't heard. I haven't heard as much about them because I haven't seen as much of them. They're okay. you know both the both both the Nissan and the and the it's 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 clone there. Um, you don't see a lot of them on the road. Well, you see an awful lot of the, the Transit Connects on the road. And the Transit Connect is a, a vehicle that was it, – it's got, it's got a weird history because it was – I think it was originally made in Hungary or something. And they actually 
because it's a because it's a truck, they get taxed differently when you import a truck into the United States. So they put seats in them, and they imported them to the United States as passenger cars, and then they took the seats out and shipped them back so they could redo it again. And then they finally decided it was cheaper just to throw the seats away when they got here. Um, but and and, they're, and then they move production to someplace else, maybe like Turkey or something, and eventually they're going to be made in in Detroit. But um, but so far, like I said, so far I've heard that serviceability is pretty good. Um, they don't seem to break down a lot. Um, like I said, the ones we've had have been seemingly holding out pretty pretty well. You know, no check engine light issues, no you know transmission issues, no engine issues. So. Um, right. So far, the Transit Connect is doing pretty well. Some of the older ones, the original ones I've heard, have been less than desirable to own. Um, but as far as practicality, um, you can put an awful lot of stuff in them. Uh, they're, they're, like I said, they're fairly wide inside. They're comfortable mm-hmm. to drive. They have this overhead shelf that uh, when you're sitting in the driver's seat, you can – you know, put stuff over overhead like uh, anything from clipboards to tools. Yeah, uh, it's 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 a pretty well thought out kind of combination. It was originally you know thought out as a a work delivery vehicle, and then it became sort of a passenger vehicle. I know a couple of people that bought them because they're uh, they're dirt bikers, and they and they uh, right. bought it to you know roll a dirt bike in the back of and and. Uh, Use it for that. The one, the one we have at work has kind of a unique job. It, uh, it will. It, we have the back seat in it. Um, the third row seat we have folded down, and we carry around a um, three foot long, thirty inch tall remote control school bus that goes out to schools and does school bus safety presentations. So we uh, we have that. We have a set of ramps so the the woman who uses it can. You know, push the school bus up into the inside of it, and it's uh, it 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 works out pretty well. It's not it's not as big as a uh, as a full size van because that's what we we actually replaced a bigger van with it. Um, mm-hmm. But as far as easy to drive, I notice so far there's a lot less parking lot dents and dings on it. <laughs> yeah, and they get pretty good. Is that is that a, they they have turbo and a small four cylinder, or is it just straight four it's just, cylinder? Uh, just a straight four right yeah, now. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, thank you very much, All right. John. All right. Take okay. care, Tom. Take care. Yeah, yeah bye-bye. bye-bye. Okay. Our phone number is 617-770-3030. Let's go talk to Bob. Bob, is that you? Yes, John. Yes, Good sir. morning. How are you Good doing? Good morning. How are you? Good. Uh, I have a few questions, John. I'm looking uh, to uh, get a 2017 Ford Edge, and I want to know what your opinion is on the uh, – Four-cylinder EcoBoost and the six-cylinder. I have a 2007 Ford Explorer now uh, with the back seat. It's kind of big. I want to get rid of it and move up. It's 10 years old. It's in good shape. But the problem being, I, not the problem, but I have the six-cylinder in there that I'm satisfied with. So I don't know with this one, should I do the four-cylinder with the EcoBoost or the six-cylinder? Well, it's kind of you know the the four-cylinder the four-cylinder with the EcoBoost is actually a pretty pretty peppy vehicle so um you know it's dependable john you know on a long i keep a car like seven years or so yeah for for seven seven years or so i think it'd be fine nobody knows that's the problem is nobody really knows what the real long term is with these and you know the you know you look at it and you say you know how is this little two liter you know turbo four cylinder going to be you know how is that going to last against a three and a half liter v6 and um 
you say, well, how can that, you know, how can how can that possibly do that? Well, it's because it, you know, most of the time you don't really work it very hard. You know, most of the time right. you just, um, you know, you just you just drive it and you drive it easy, and you know, it's, um, you know, when you're out in the highway doing sixty miles an hour, you're only using, you know, seven to fifteen horsepower. So the turbo's not working. The turbo's not making the engine work. Nothing's working hard. But if you drive it, you know, if you drive it like the accelerator is an on and off switch, you know, all the way to the floor, all the way back off, all the way to the floor, all the way back off, that has to be hard on the engine. And it has to be hard on the on the turbo. So, uh, yeah. So, but as far as how it's going to hold up, I think it's going to hold up okay. Okay. Only, yeah. Because, you Another know, different. questions, John. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh... I was going to have the. Uh, I have a remote start now, and I had a lot of problems with it. Where years ago they just uh, wrapped the wires around the uh, unit around, and uh, so I finally had to take it apart and resolder everything. Yep. So, do they have harnesses with them now? Yeah, at the market yeah. When you it, get in it? fact, in fact, that was one of the things when we were at Auto Toys in Randolph last week. You know, that's one of the things that those guys do over there is they use wiring harnesses. So when they they don't. They don't cut, you know, like they were saying to me, when we have a remote start come in that someone else installed and it's a problem, it's not usually the unit that goes bad. It's the connect. It's just like you experienced. It's the wiring that went to it. Someone someone just used crimp connectors. You know, they'll, yeah, they'll go into a fuse panel and they'll use, you know, fuse panel adapters so they can get power off of it. But what they'll do is if they have to go into a, a starter circuit, they actually unplug the harness, plug in an adapter harness to it, plug that into the into the remote start, and then plug the whole assembly back into the other end of the harness again. That way they're not they're not having to worry about issues with, you know, two years, three years later that the connections get iffy and the cars don't work anymore. Yeah, in fact, they put one in one time, John, the original, uh, when the car was brand new. And they tapped out, uh, they picked up the feed under the dash. So I did a lot of research. I used to work on uh, electrician and worked on cars years mm-hmm. ago. I finally got a hold of the manufacturer, tech guy, and you're supposed to take it right off the battery, throw a fuse on it and take mm-hmm. it off the battery. What happened was it allowed the ECM not, not to go to sleep. Yeah. So oh, it yeah. kept it up and it ran the battery down about a day and a half. You yeah, know? So, yeah we, uh, see, we see a lot of that. In fact, one of the first things when people say to me, I'm having a problem, my battery goes dead every couple of days, I'll, I'll say to them, go disconnect, go disconnect the remote start and see if it stops. Yeah, because, I, I, that's what yeah. I had to do. Well, although, so, one other question. Before, a, before you go, I, I just want to talk about um, I, was at, I was at a car dealership one day and there was a guy in there installing a remote starter and it was from some you know, auto stereo place that, you know, they, they go in and do them. And all of a sudden you hear the airbag go off. Well, he tapped into the, tapped into the airbag system by mistake and set the yes, airbag sir, off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that woke him up. Oh, it did. It did. And, you know, and filled the cabin with, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, the, the powder that the airbags right. are all, all packed with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another quick question, John, on, on a trailer hitch on it, uh, do the I want to put one on it, and there's not a lot of round cars available with it now at the end of the year. Uh, do they usually run from the factory the seven wire harness all the way back, and then they could tap into it for an aftermarket trailer hitch? Do you know offhand? Yeah, it, I don't know on this one. I know, for instance, my my old Hyundai, for instance, um, yeah. I put a trailer hitch on it, and the only reason I put a trailer hitch on it, I wanted to carry one of those. Um, 
you know, like basket things on the back to carry okay. a to carry a snowblower. And I crawled right. under I crawled under there, and there's a there's a five five pin. Um, oh, okay. A trailer plug all tucked up into the frame. So probably in that case, it would be the case. And the other thing I found out, which was kind of interesting, is um, nearly every trailer hitch now is made by the same company. They have different no names. Kidding. They have different names, but they're all they're all basically made by the same company. And I called, I think I called like Trailer Hitches USA, and they're like, well, we have this one, this one, this one, and this one. And I'm like, well... What's the difference? And they're like, well, more packaging and than anything else. And they said, you know, these three are all made by the same company under under different names. And I ended up because I'm frugal. Um, yeah, sure. You know, I got the. Uh, you know, I looked at where I could buy the buy the trailer hitch online, and I and I'll make it up. It was you know 150 dollars, but it was going to cost 75 dollars to ship it. Well, I took the I took the uh, printout I got, and I went to. Uh, I think I went to AutoZone, and I said, can you order this? They had the same brand trailer hitch. I said, can you okay. order this trailer hitch for me? And they said, yeah, we'll have it in a couple of days. And I said, oh, can you match the $150 price? And they said, oh, yeah, no problem. So I didn't, yeah, have, to pay the, so I didn't have to pay the shipping. And in the case of my car, um, it took me 15 minutes to put the trailer hitch on. It was all yeah, – I, yeah. I put them on years ago, John, when I used to work on cars yeah. and stuff. But, uh, yeah. Uh, all, you know, all the whole, all the holes were, uh, all the holes were all there. All the bolts were already, already welded in place. Some of the other ones, wow. they actually come with. If you have to drop a bolt through the frame, it's pretty slick. They actually come with a bolt with a, um, with like a wire uh, welded on the end of it, so you can fish the bolt up into the frame, and you use the wire to drop it in the hole, and then you put the trailer hitch up, and then you just, you just. You just nut and bolt it up, and you know you don't have to worry about trying to figure out how to fish a nut and bolt through a through a frame channel. I, I know what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. that's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're pretty slick. Yeah, John, thank you for All your right. time. Enjoy the rest of the day. You as well. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Six one seven seven seventy thirty thirty six one seven seven seventy thirty thirty. Let's try Ben. Ben is there? <coughs> Hi, John. How are you? Good. How are you, Ben? John, I have a couple of quick questions for sure. you. First of all, when is your book coming out? Next Monday for Desert Rain? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just got a rejection sticker on the 2004 Impala. Okay. I mean, I, I didn't look for work on these emission tests. He said I had a bad wipe. I just put them in a couple of months ago. I had a light out. I mean, is that what they worry about? Um, right now, right now they're all running. I'll, I'll be honest. Right now they're all running scared because the new ins, the new inspection program. You know they have to go and they take pictures of everything. And did you oh, yeah. did you watch them when they did it? No, I didn't. No, what happens is, yeah. And depending on the shop, they could have three cameras in the shop go that go to the registry, and two of them take pictures. One of them does a video. Then they have to take a handheld camera. They oh, walk, my God. They walk around the car. They take a picture of the vehicle identification number. They take a picture of the speedometer. And the days of coming in and, you know, flipping the lights on and not jacking it up and not looking at it. So right now that everybody's a little nervous doing stickers because they're afraid everybody's watching. And even, well, if, they, even if they're not watching, they're afraid they're watching. Well, I mean, he's telling me I have a little exhaust leak, and he's also telling me that uh, – I have a little steering problem. I mean, I thought emissions was only emissions. Well, it's well, it's a well, it's, it's emissions. A combination. It's yeah. a combination. It's emissions and okay. safety. So, um, okay. 
you know, the exhaust leak, you know, either you got an exhaust leak or you don't. And if you do, yeah. you should get it fixed. And, right. okay. you know, if you got a bulb out, yeah, they will, you know, all the bulbs got to work. Yeah, um, I know. But, I you know, know, if the wipers are chattering, you know, and the no, wipers. They're not chattering. You know, they're working fine. That's why I'm. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. If, yeah. I would. Yeah. I don't know what, it, you know, you turn them on, you make sure they work. You make sure they're not, yeah. ha- you make sure they're not hanging off of, you know, the rubber's not falling off of them. Right. That's, no, they're, brand, they're brand new, John. Yeah. That's why yeah. I'm going to kill it. No. No. All right. Now, okay. No, what I want to know is, could I go to another inspection after I get this straightened out? I'm um, the garage. Yeah, you, you is that legal? You can go to a different station. Um, right. It will show when they scan your when they scan your car. It will show you went to someplace else and why it failed. So, okay. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, you know, because I, I, I don't really trust this guy. I'm sorry. Well, then go yeah. some. You know, and and the other thing is, if you're really uncomfortable, there is an 800 number that you can call. That goes to the you know goes to the company that runs the inspection system, and you can go to one of their. They have um, they have like a challenge station. If you think there's okay. something something you know good or bad, you can have that looked yeah. at. So who, so who who do I call? Triple A on that? Uh, what? Well, no, because I mean we don't have that much to do with it. But uh, okay. let me let me hang hang on a minute. To see if uh, go ahead, go ahead. But um, yeah, this new inspection program it, it was supposed to start the. Um, the beginning okay. beginning of the year and uh yeah. or actually the beginning of february and it was it, it was a little bit of uh, beginning of february what am i saying the beginning yeah, of it had a few complications, yeah, yeah yeah it had a few complications it was supposed to it was supposed to actually be rolled out what's okay. today, what's this december i think it was supposed to be actually rolled out in october or november it's it's it got a little bit shaky in there somewhere and then they had you know they had a little bit of problems so yeah uh, okay yeah but if you um I don't have the number right here, but let me see if oh, I can talk right. with it. Okay? That's all right. Uh, one more thing, John. I got a 2000 uh, Buick Century. Yep. I'm getting a call on it, 446 emission vent control. Yep. Now, my auto parts dealer told me it could be more than one problem. What's your guess on it? Well, I mean. Emission it, vent control, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it, that's that has to do with the, with the, uh, with the purge system and the gas t- and the gas tank vent system, it could be as simple okay. as it could be as simple as a loose gas cap. Okay, okay, because I, I knock it off of my uh, diagnostic; yep. and it keeps coming back on again. Yeah. So, in other words, uh, wh- wh- what could this problem cause? Bad mileage? Oh, uh, probably not. Yeah. All right. Yep. So I won't worry about it then. Yeah, I mean, but what's going to happen is now every time go you go, every time you go to get. Uh, you know, if you, when you get the car inspected, you know if you clear if you clear the check engine light, it's also going to clear all the monitors. So you're going to have to be able to. Um, it's going to be a little high. This car, they just give me a sticker. It's, it's a, a two thousand. Oh, oh, it's so a, they just give me a sticker. Oh, okay. No problem, yeah. 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 Okay, John. Okay. All right. Take care now. Thank you very much. Yeah. Bye bye. Let's take one more call before we take a break. Let's talk to Rick. Rick, is that you? Hi, John. How are you? Okay, what a surprise that we're only out of government program and there's being problems with it. How well, about? you know, it's funny when I talked to the registrar of motor vehicles and I and I tried to say this in a in a way that wasn't insulting. I said, "Why would you be surprised it didn't go well?" And she looked at me like, "What do you mean?" And I said, "It's a brand new system. It's never been used anywhere in the world before. Um, it's a combination of three different things. It's a brand new vendor." Um, of course, there's going to be some hiccups on the way. 
And I said, and I'm not taking a shot at you. I'm just saying, I'm just being honest that, you know, anybody who thought it was going to go perfectly, you know, was, is, is, you know, living, you know, living in a different world. Yep. Well, um, I was reading, I was actually glancing through a um, off the grid book. And one thing that surprised me is that they were giving a brief review on four different um, off-road vehicles. Mm Mm-hmm. And they mentioned that the um, Toyota Land Cruiser was built with a 25, with the engineers were looking at a 25-year lifespan for the vehicle and that. Um, hmm. that is that just something uh, unusual or um, what? You know, they didn't, the, they mentioned the Jeep and Mercedes and uh, another one. And is that, it, and, shouldn't, shouldn't, all vehicles, shouldn't all vehicles last 25 years? Yeah, I know. You know, and they said they actually put in heavier glass and mm. that than what they normally do. Um, have you heard anything like that or not? I've never heard that specifically. What I have heard though is I was at uh, I was at a GM um, uh, test center one day out in out in Michigan, and they actually run their engines and transmissions to the equivalent. Of the of 175,000 miles, that's the bare minimum that every GM engine and transmission should run to without a failure. And so, you know, you figure if they're doing that with them, you know, how much longer should they last? So at least at least what they're saying is, you know, the the vehicle should last 175,000 miles. Which you know, if you drive 12,000 miles a year, it's probably about 15 years. So for someone to say we built this particular vehicle to go 25 years because we used heavier gauge metal and heavier glass and better rubber components and a stronger engine, it doesn't really surprise me. It kind of kind of makes sense, I suppose. Yeah, I, I, actually, I was. Gee, if you know, one of the car companies were even, you know, as I say, you know, uh, on off-road vehicles that, you know, we built this to last, well, we can't guarantee it, we built this to last X number of years yeah. and that, you know, that'd be a nice selling point. I know that. Uh, yeah, it would, well, it would be, it would be, but, you know, like you just said, they can't guarantee it to say that yeah. we did it, which means that somebody will probably sue them. Yeah. Yeah. All, all the fun and games that lawyers get into that mess, messes things up. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. I mean, I got I got yelled at, not really yelled at. I got I got an email from uh, somebody this morning, and somebody wrote to me and wanted to. Um, they they were looking for a car with personality, and they and they saw they could lease a um, Alfa Romeo um, for three hundred dollars a month, and they wanted to know if I thought about anything else. It was. It was good, and they said, uh, and and it was a, and I said, you know, they're looking at the ads when I when I wrote the answer to the question a couple of weeks ago, I, and somebody wrote to me and said, you know, regardless of what the ads say, the car above and any you mentioned cannot be leased for anything near three hundred dollars a month without a huge down payment. Um, well, yeah, kinda. I mean, I, I have I have a coworker who just who just uh, leased a, a BMW. Uh, three series all wheel drive, and he he's leasing it for three hundred sixty dollars a month. Yeah, he had to put a few thousand dollars down. I wouldn't call it a huge down payment, but but yeah. So you know, because I said it, now all of a sudden somebody you know somebody's all you know all mad. So you know, if you said, oh, I have a I have a vehicle that 
you know, you can, you know, that should go 25,000, you know, 25 years or, you know, however many million miles. Yeah, you know, somebody, somebody's going somebody's gonna to find fault with it when it doesn't do that, so. Yeah, oh, yeah, that, you know, everybody's out, uh, okay, you know, I expect this to last forever and that, and. And it didn't, you know, so. Just one of one of those things, you know. It's it's, but yeah, I mean, it, it, you know. But then there's that thing called, you know, plan obsolescence, where you know the cars don't, you know, don't last as, you know, don't last as long as what people think they should last. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. I actually caught something on uh, some channel, and they're actually talking about uh, light bulbs and how back in the 1910s, 1920s. This one company was building light bulbs that weren't quite as bright, but would last for years and years oh, yeah. and years. Yeah, yeah. And you know, um, I remember as a kid, my dad pointing out to me at, at the local fire at the local fire station that he was a member at. They had a light bulb that's been at that time running for 40, 50 years. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there's and, still there still is a light bulb burning somewhere that's been burning for. You know, forever, it seems like. Well, yeah, there's one out in San Francisco that I think they traced it back to around 1915. Yeah. And the light bulb at uh, the fire station that actually my my brother and his son are members of have been there since probably 1915, 1920. Yeah, yeah. And it's still running. No, no, there's some some out there. I, I, you know, it's, you know, but like like it is, you, you know, we build stuff so it wears out. Yeah. Hey, Rick, we got to get going. Okay. Have All right. Going, All right. Take you care. too. Take care. Hey, if you uh, if you haven't heard about it yet, uh, the new uh, program called Cross Check Radio, which is on our sister station WBIX, The Buzz, from three to four today, or WEZ, I mean, from uh, two to three today on the uh, on the Buzz, and on three to four today on WEZ AM five ninety. Um, this week's program, they have an uh, NHL Hall of Famer Kevin Stevens will be speaking with former NFL player Greg Montgomery today on Crosscheck Radio. Montgomery has an inspirational story living with bipolar disorder, depression. He and Kevin will talk candidly about uh, that and its relationship with substance abuse. Crosscheck is a one-hour weekly show that's dedicated to discussing the vast issues surrounding substance abuse. The premise behind the show is to help end the stigma behind substance abuse and to help people uh, help people feel more comfortable about discussing the difficult topic. Uh, tune in today, Saturday, from 2 to 3 on AM 1260, The Business Buzz, or 3 to 4 on AM 590, WEZE, The Word. We'll take a break, pay some bills. When we come back, we're going to play a little trivia. We'll be right back. That's all. Seems that dear old Santa has got something up his sleeve. 
Sullivan Tire is ringing in the holidays with terrific deals on quality tires. Receive $100 in instant savings on a set of four Goodyear tires. Plus, get up to a $200 mail-in rebate on select tires, such as the Goodyear Weather Ready Tire, Goodyear's best all-weather traction tire for anything winter has in store. Remember, our ASC certified technicians are the best in the business and will keep your vehicle running right all season long. Check out our new website, SullivanTire.com, where it's now easier than ever to find your tires online and make service appointments. That's SullivanTire.com. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing during the decline in the U.S. economy, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800 642 If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-642-9531 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-642-9531 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-642-9531. Beginning Saturday, December 9th, be sure to tune in to a new show called Cross Check Substance Abuse Radio with host Kevin Stevens, who is an NHL three-time all-star hockey legend and a recovering addict. The mission of this weekly show is to help uncover the mask of addiction with honest talk, testimony, and techniques to power forward to recovery. Cross Check Substance Abuse Radio airs Saturday from 2 to 3 p.m. on Boston's 1260 AM, The Buzz, and on WEZE 590 AM, The Word, from 3 to 4 p.m. You're listening to The Car Doctor. Bouncing through the snowdrifts in a big blue cloud of smoke. People laugh as I drive by, I wonder what's the joke. I got to get to Shopko to pick up the layaway. Cause Santa Claus is coming soon in his big old rusty sleigh. Oh, and welcome back. Let's talk to a very patient Rick that's on the phone, I believe. Rich, is that you? Yes, it is me. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. Just got a question for you, if you don't mind. Sure. Uh, I got a couple of cars that are going to be sitting outside under the covers for the winter, and I have usually disconnected the negative terminal on the battery yep. to keep it from discharging. Mm-hmm. And then I charge it every three or four months, uh, three or four weeks. And uh, a friend of mine said he had heard that was not a good idea. Any opinions? Um, no, I would I would do what you're doing. I don't have any problem with disconnecting. You know, some people will say that by disconnecting the negative terminal, depending on the car, how old, how old are the cars? Uh, 2001 Mustang and the 2005 Corvette. Um, no, you know, what could happen with the Corvette when you go to hook it back up, the computer system gets a little stupid and it might start up you, when you go to start up the car, it might, um, it might stall the first time you start it and then you restart it again and it doesn't stall because the computer learns it's supposed to do something different. And then you maybe you go to put it in gear and it stalls again and then you restart it again. And then it, you know, it goes through this learning process till it gets back till it gets back to where it should be. But, you know, it's only going to take minutes for that to happen. 
Okay. Yeah, I you know uh, just pulling the negative cable off and letting it sit. You got so much parasitic drain on, especially the well on both cars actually, because you know it's not just the clock running in the background; it's the clock and the and the radio and the computer system. You know, all that stuff is eventually going to drain the battery down. So why not disconnect it and leave it alone? Well, that's what I've been doing because I ran into the problem. You just you just noticed it. the batteries would go dead. Well, the Corvette in two and a half, three weeks at the most. Yeah. Uh, the Mustang wasn't that bad, but the Corvette was a pain in the neck every time. Three weeks it'd be yeah. dead. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you know, based based on you know based on that, I would uh, I would just I would just disconnect it and and like you said, just charge it up, charge it up every every once in a while, and and then don't don't worry about it. Okay. Okay. my day. Thank you. All right. Sure thing. Okay. Take happy care. holiday. Happy holiday to you, too. Okay. Bye now, John. Bye-bye. Um, okay. Trivia. I think it's an easy trivia question. In the song Santa Baby, Santa Baby, the Eartha Kit version, if you will, or some of the other more newer ones, I suppose. It's all the same wording. But in the song Santa Baby... What kind of car did she want? What was the car that she wanted from Santa Claus? If you know the answer, you will get a AAA membership. So if you know the answer to this question, you will get a AAA membership. If you know what kind of car was mentioned in the song Santa Baby, we will give you a AAA membership. How's that? So I think that's a pretty good prize. So it's a really good prize. And if you're not a AAA member... Well, you can you can use it to become a AAA member, and also right now we're running a, a promotion where anybody else in your household can be signed up for an associate for free. Um, if you are a AAA member, you can take the membership certificate you'll get, and you can apply it towards a uh, towards a towards your towards your bill. So, in fact, we I've given a couple of those away um, for charity things recently. We did one the. Um, the New England Motor Press Association. Uh, we had a we had a party for the New England Motor Press Association, and we do a little raffle when we do that. And the um, and the raffle prize you bid on the raffle prize, and, and it's just throw some money in a bucket basically, and that lets you bid. And when we did that, the money goes towards the in this case the Middleborough Food Pantry. And I had heard the woman from uh, the Boston Food Pantry saying that. Ten dollars actually buys thirty meals, and we and we raised five hundred dollars for the Middleborough Food Pantry, and one of the reasons was because of the uh, because of the uh, AAA memberships we gave away. And at the safety officers meeting, we also had a little raffle, and uh, one of the police officers won the AAA gift bag there. In this case, it won't be a gift bag, but it will be a AAA membership. If you know what kind of car Eartha Kit wanted from Santa Claus in the song Santa Baby, if you know that. Let's see. We have some people that want to guess. Let's try John. Let's see what he has to say. John? How are you doing, sir? I am doing fine. And yourself? I'm not dead yet. Well, I hope not. (laughs) It's nice to hear your voice every Saturday. It wakes me up well. Well, well, thank you. I believe it's a 54 Cadillac convertible. Well, you know, I I think you added the word Cadillac in there, but 54 convertible is exactly right. I'll tell you what, I'm a member already. Why don't you put that certificate to a cause that you think it's worthwhile? Well, okay, I'll tell you what, I'll do that. And still, how about you You, you still you still want to go to the Boston Auto Show? I got that, too. You got that, too. <laughs> All right, so I got nothing for you, then. 
All right, take care. Bye, John. Take care. Bye-bye. Well, we had we kind of we kind of had a winner. Now we don't have a winner. Um, you know what? I still want to give the membership away. If you can use a AAA membership, and it's got to be somebody who can use it. It's got to be you know if if you have a uh, you know a little bit of a financial situation going on right now, and you can and you would like to know you have the safety and security of having AAA, and you just one of those things. And I don't know if I can really afford it right now. Call up at 617-770-3030 and tell Jeff, you know, I really could use this AAA membership. Things are a little tight right now. You know, I know the economy is supposed to be getting better, but maybe not better enough right now. And Jeff will take down your name and address, and we will uh, we'll give you that AAA membership. Hey, look, it's Paul Sullivan breathing in a microphone. Is that what I'm doing? Yeah. I heard you. I heard you. I heard you. Yeah, yeah. You, you sound, you know, you sound a little Darth Vaderish. Luke, I am your father, Luke. I'm gonna go see that tonight. By the way, are you really? Yeah. yeah. Hey, the reason that that I brought the microphone closer to my face and started breathing in it to give you a signal I wanted to say something is um. Is that, what, is that what you were doing? Yeah. Normally you just throw something. At you, me, but, yeah. you you picked it up yeah. very well. You pick up cues. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, um, AAA membership. Had one for decades. It is the best Christmas gift that I get every year. Claire's um, aunt started giving that to us when we were kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now look at me now, but um, you're it is, still you're still a kid. It's hard. It's a one. I mean, you you take your car for granted until you can't take your car for granted anymore, and then you want to call AAA, and then they're there like toot sweet. So it's My, a, it's a great thing. Call. Jeff's writing. Probably someone yeah, already got yeah, it, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. My my wife. Well, I'll just to give you an example. My wife called me the other day. She went down to go babysit for our nephew's kids down in Dighton, and which is pretty, I don't know, forty mile drive from our house. And she said, "Oh, on the way here, the um, a low tire light. Well, did she say it this way? A low tire light came on. The ABS brake light came on. The uh, the transmission warning light came on." And something else came on. Did, did, said, did the odometer yeah, trigger this yeah, I, by I, going over yeah, a certain value? And, and I, I don't know. And, and I said to her, well, what are you doing? Call me. You know, I can't help you. Aren't you AAA? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, there you yeah go. Call. call <laughs> there's, there's a number. It's 1-800-AAA-HELP. Call them. Well, and, again, and the, the dirty little secret, and John and I kid about this every once in a while, is that, you know, if you want your car towed to Florida, you, you can do that by going a couple hundred miles a day, right? Uh, we don't want you. Did to. you uh, revise that policy? <laughs> Good job. Um, yeah, yeah, you can. Uh, we, I know for a fact, we towed somebody home from Pennsylvania a hundred miles. I remember at a time. that story. Yeah, yep. yeah, ninety-nine miles at a time. They somehow worked it out, so they knew how to do it. So. That crazy car, mine keeps breaking down every <laughs> day. Down, every day in a row. Yeah, every ninety-nine miles until I get home. Yeah. So, hey, I think we need to take another break. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Let's see. Eddie's got a tire question. Let's let's ask. Let's see what Eddie's got on his mind first. Eddie, good morning, John Paul. How morning. are you? How are you? Good. Got a question about a tire. Okay. Uh, 2013 Honda Pilot. In uh, about a month ago, I was hearing like a thumping noise, so I thought the tire was out of balance. So I brought it back to my shop. Had all four wheels balanced, front end, full wheel alignment. Thumping noise is still there, and the uh, technician said that the right rear has slight cupping. And he said that the shock absorber should be 
be replaced. Now, the vehicle's only got 52,000 miles, and, uh, yeah, I'm going to have the shocks replaced, but is there anything I can do to get rid of this cupping? No. Not the cupping, but the noise. Uh, no. I mean, you could, first off, I'm not totally convinced that's the problem. Um, and it's pretty, it's pretty steady. I can't hear him. When you're out on... Whoops. How about now? How about now can you hear me? Now I can hear you. There you go. We just had to turn the right microphone back on. Um, the, uh, the, the, I'm not totally convinced a slight cupping is going to be enough to so you really hear it. Um, is there any chance that they can take the tire off that's cupping and just put another, even if they just put your spare on and go for a ride and see if the noise goes away? Uh, actually, I could do that myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because, first off, I'm, I kind of feel the same way that, um, you know, cupping in a lot of cases is caused by worn shock absorbers. But, you know, your vehicle is 60,000 miles, four years old, three or four years old. I would, it would, I mean, could it need, could it need shocks, I suppose. But and, and like, and I told the technician, every three to four thousand miles, I rotate the tires. Yeah, no, not, I, I'm not. I'm not seeing it here somehow, and I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure this is the problem, and I don't know what the problem is yet. But right. I'm not sure it's a little bit of slight cupping, you know. Um, and you know, shock absorbers, struts, shocks, whatever you want to call them, they all kind of wear out the same way. You know, they leak or they bounce, and and why a tire cups is when you hit a bump, and at highway speed, for instance, the tire actually bounces up and down when the shock is worn out. So even if it's worn a little bit, it's not being in contact with the road, and that long term effect causes the tires to wear kind of heel and toe, heel and toe until you get a little divot in them, which can make a noise, but. Thumping isn't exactly the noise I would I would kind yeah, of expect. Yeah, and like these tires only have eighteen thousand miles on them. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Somehow, I'm not buying it. I, okay. I, yeah, I, I think I, you know, and if they were really cupped bad enough when they did the high speed balance, it would have the the machine would have you know if they used road force balancers, which almost everybody does now, it would have it would have it would have said something about the tire was hard to balance. So, I don't know. I think you might have something else going on. Okay. But, but, but I'll, I'll, but I'll throw, go with your suggestion yeah. of swapping the yeah. spear. Yeah. I mean, what speed do you get it? What, what speed does it happen? Uh, probably from five miles an hour up. Oh, no. Yeah, no. I don't think so. I think you got something else going on. And, it, you know, it's very annoying. Yeah. I mean, try putting the spear on, see what happens. Uh, but you would have to, at five miles an hour, you would have to have a pretty significant you know, low spot in the tire to hear it go thump, thump, thump yeah. every time the tire rotated. Because at first I thought it might have been a, a caliper holding up or something. Yeah. I couldn't find anything wrong with yeah. it. Yeah. No, you know, park and brake assembly maybe inside the rotor, you know, something something else other than that. Yeah. yeah okay. I don't, I don't, I'd hate to see you spend, you know, what, $450 on struts? They give you a price. Yeah, well, he said it was just the two back ones. Yeah. But... Yeah. The mileage is so low. I that's why I question it. Yeah. I'm 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 kind of with you. I don't see it. I don't see it. All right. I okay. appreciate your right. uh comments and have a great holiday season. You as well.
Bye-bye. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. 617-770-3030. We have our we have our trivia winner. We have our ticket winner. And we have maybe another call too. I think so. I think we do. I think we have I think we have Dave. Or David. Or Yeah. Good morning. Good, good morning, morning, John. How are you? Uh the last fellow there. You know, do you remember the old nylon tires? Oh yeah. When you had the um, the lumps on it, that's what he's got. He's got a slip belt on yeah, the. Uh, yeah, but and that's what you know. I was I was agreeing. I'd agree with you. Other than if somebody was paying attention, and again, would kind of you know with the balancing. Yeah, with the balancing, they would have seen that show right up. And in fact, if it was a new machine, it would have it would have actually shown up shown up in the machine. Yeah, probably so yeah. on that point. But still, that's what it is, I mean, for sure. And that's one tire out of the whole crew, you know? Yeah, and and, and like you said, the the old – and it's it's funny. Even sports cars today, they still use a lot of nylon in the tires. And when the temperature drops to under 40 degrees, the tires yeah. will thump like crazy. Yeah, um, when the car yeah. sets. Remember when yeah. you used to sit them in the garage and you'd take about oh, a yeah. 10, 50, yeah. 5 or 10 miles to run them out? Oh, yeah. Best tires I ever had on my 53 Buick, the uh, – Roadmaster, that special car that I had. I yeah. remember that. But you take them out 10, 15 miles and they'd go out of the way. Yeah. Got a quick question for you. I looked up on the Takata recall. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you get the specifics uh, on the routine? You know, they, they, I don't trust any of these manufacturers, frankly, today. You listen to, you know, yeah. between Volkswagen, Volkswagen, as they'd say, yeah. and the new one here. And uh, what do you, uh, how do you know it isn't uh, a few years before that point? You know, they they come up with these dates for the cars and everything. Yeah, I mean, they. It's a good question. You know, and they just and they just look at, they look at um, the run. Yeah, and I and I am convinced it's a it was a chemical change that they that's did. Correct, and, and that's, that's what I say. And that's yep. what and that's what triggered the dates. Is that you know here's the dates where there's a problem, and it's yep. the problem because we switched to. Sodium azide. Something cheap, something yeah. that was cheaper. Probably. Just like, uh, Probably. I can't believe the GM one with the ignition uh, switch. You know, come on. Yep. That's been around since 1928. I had it in my first 32 Chevy. Yep. No. Nope. Yeah, truly amazing, you know, and things. Uh, uh, on the high, you know, you were talking about the vans. They have a much greater sale uh, deal for people that drive those things. Yeah, when you get windy conditions. Yeah. Oh, because of the height. Sure, yeah. Because of the height, and also because of the height, you have a uh, lesser stability because of your uh, center of gravity is raised. Although, I'll tell you, the Transit Connect we have now, which is the – and it's kind of like the – the medium roof version, I guess, versus yeah. the Windstar, or, or, or wasn't a Windstar, uh, but the Windstar style Ford van, which was really just a passenger van. I got to tell sure. you, I got to tell you, the uh, the Transit Connect is a better, yeah. better handling, better, better riding car that I would rather drive all day long rather than the rather than the Freestar that we had that we replaced. That we sure. Yeah. No, I'm sure, I'm sure you're yeah. right on something like yeah. that. Realistically, they yeah. do have other things built into the whole mechanism, yeah. you know, from your suspension on up. But I don't think it's. You're, I think you're absolutely right with the other thing there, the struts uh, re- replacement. Forget it. Yeah, I think, I don't think, I think not at fifty-two thousand yeah, miles. Yeah, I think it'd be a waste be. of money. And I and I agree with you. I think he's got a. He could very well have a bad tire, but why it wasn't picked up? And again, you know. Uh, 
You know, it's, yeah, you're absolutely right, because even when I had it, I knew what it was, basically. Yeah, yeah. And it feels like you're rolling over a fire hose, like, sometimes when you turn yeah, it. Yeah, and, every, <laughs> and, and, that, and you know, the every, belt that slipped. Yeah, and, you know, any good tire guy, and I don't care if he's, you know, 18 years old or 68 years old, when they put, right. when they put the tire on the balancer, they, they should give it a little quick spin before the machine turns on, just to see if the tire looks like it's spinning true. And Correct. You Just as your, even your rim, for heaven's sake, yeah. your rim can be out of yeah. uh, centric, you know. And, and these new and these new tire balancers tell you that stuff. You know, the real new ones tell you. In fact, the real new ones, you don't even pick the tire up. It has a little lift that picks the tire up for you. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Hey, we got to get going. We got to get going. Okay, the music's playing, good, which means Jeff's kicking me out. All right, take care. Hey, and there's there's Sully sitting over there drinking his Merry Christmas coffee. I know it's coffee. I don't. Could be brandy. Could be a big glass of brandy. It's mystery fluid. Uh, I'm drinking hot chocolate. <laughs> I need my electrolytes to go there, up. There you go. There you go. Well, the piano guy's playing, which means I have to get out of here. You have your Christmas music lined up for. Uh... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Christmas time. It is Christmas time. Yeah, it's it's a a season of miracles, yeah, Theo. Yeah, yeah. What movie is that from? I don't know. Uh, Dwayne Bruce Willis, uh, Die Hard. Die Hard. Oh, yeah. My favorite Christmas music. Season of Miracles. Yeah, Theo. My, my favorite Christmas movie. I said that to somebody at work favorite the other day. Christmas they, told, they told me I was crazy. I said, "What do you mean? It's got Santa yeah. Claus in it? It's yeah. a Christmas movie. <laughs> it takes place on Christmas. It's a Christmas movie. It's a wonderful terrorist." <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's hey, mine. Yeah. Hey, we have to get going. Paul Sullivan and the Irish Hit Parade coming up next. The very best in Irish music heard right here every Saturday at 10 o'clock. Till next week, make sure you wear your seatbelt, drive safely, and be good to your car. Talk to you all next week. Bye-bye. WROL Boston. Steve.